What's up, guys? It is Jordan from Exalto Holistic Hub coming to you with episode seven of the Exalto Experience. Now, today, I got to sit down with Slade Blunt, one of our amazing coaches here at Exalto. Slade's actually been with us from the get-go. He was uh, the first man to put his hand up and come and join the team and help me out while I had to do some external coaching. And his journey and evolution in himself, in his personal development, in his training, his coaching, his business, uh, and his ultimately his impact in this world has, has been phenomenal to watch. And we are super, super proud to have him as a coach, and he's a big part of what we do here. So it was good to sit down and have a conversation with him about everything that he's been through in these uh, 21 years of his life. And we speak a lot about injuries, the mindset around injuries, and just what it takes to be a more centered, confident, and happier human being. I guess there's a lot of challenges with young kids coming from an adolescent into an adult and the responsibilities that that takes. And this conversation's great. We just talked about those challenges and that mindset of being kind of like the teenage boy and what it's going to require to to enjoy life more in those stages of uh, transition into adulthood. So incredible conversation for, you know, junior athletes, parents out there, whoever, even, you know, if you're out there and you just, you've struggled with injuries before, you'll get a lot out of this conversation. So enjoy episode seven with Mr. Blunt. And as always, if you're listening to this and you feel like someone else could benefit from listening to this message, make sure you reach out and share this episode with them. That's my challenge for you and you can have your own impact. Alrighty, episode seven. Let's go. All right, we're on. Slade Blunt, Mr. Blunt, how are you? I'm fantastic, how are you? Fantastic, I am incredible. What's happening, my man? Everything. 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 All the good stuff. It's going to be a big year. Yeah. You pumped? Oh, yeah. What's uh what's kind of going on at the moment? Um, at the moment, started started coaching my own rugby team in the gym, and getting a few extras come in on the other days as well. So it's it's pumped. It's it's good to see that they're jumping on board. Twenty twenty starting to have some fire to it. Mm. Kind of like has that little like transition where it's like, what's this year going to provide? You're kind of on the edge of your seat and then it starts like kicking into gear and you're like, oh, yeah. here we go. This is, here we go. This is good. Yeah. Very good. So for everyone listening, Slade is one of our much valued coaches here at Exalto. He's been with me pretty much since day dot, pretty close too. Pretty close. And uh, yeah, so grateful to have you stay on board and watch you grow and, and see you develop as a coach and especially as a human. It's been epic. So Appreciate that. And big news, big uh, big shout out needed because you've done the work. So, yeah, I guess for everyone listening, give us a rundown of who Slade Blunt is, who the Superman on the wall is, <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Batman, it was. I am Batman. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Um, Slade Blunt is a kid from Kilcoy playing footy, uh, running around in the dirt, then moved to the coast when I was a teenager, um, still playing footy getting injured being the smallest on the field trying to drop the big guys you just your body takes a toll and um now obviously working with those injuries and 
fixing them and then helping people fix theirs. Is it possible? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear. Because when... I just remember growing up and no matter no matter how much I tried to play footy, I'd just get injured. Yeah. Like I'd do all the all the work. Well actually I did the work. Now I know it wasn't the right work, but I did the work, did what the physios told me, you know, came back, game one, bang, injury. I'd just be mm. like, fuck. Another injury. And it kinda gets you into this like down downward spiral of thinking like, why can't I play footy? Did you, how many, what, what have you injured and what injuries have you experienced? So my first one was a dislocated AC joint in the collarbone at 11. Um, from then it was then snapped tib and fib in my right ankle when I was 12. The end of, so that was the same year. Yeah. It was start of the season, end of the season. I didn't know you'd done that. Yes. Clean break. It, it snapped and twisted so they had to manipulate it and they almost had surgery on it and oh yeah um, that's a then, big injury oh yeah at, ele- was, at 11 or at yeah. 10 12 12 it was, it was the end of grade 7 um school footy match just mucking around Kilcoy versus Mount Kilcoy a bloke they played club with tackled me into it so cheers it was, <laughs> <yeah>. thanks <laughs> cheers um I was in a wheelchair for um like two weeks two or three weeks with my leg up in a cast for eight weeks two months and then on i didn't i came off crutches on the week of christmas so i did it in october and came off crutches yeah for about three i was on crutches for about three months and then i think it was about eight months later three bones in my foot broke in a cast again um and then little niggles like for year um, 9, 10, 11, and then grade 11, I did something to my knee, didn't really fully check it out, but there was like a, like a tear in the meniscus or something, I reckon. Bit of pain. Bit of pain, yeah. It's kind of hard, like when you're that young, though, you, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to voice up everything. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's a bit I'm of pain, like, oh, I just, do. yeah, I'll I be right. off and then I was back. Yeah, I'll be right, just hangs around, oh, I'll be right, I'll mm. be right. Yeah, um, I think grade 12 was the one year that I didn't get injured, which is funny because I was like, for all of high school, I was playing two codes. I was playing Friday night league for club, Saturday morning for school, rugby union. And like, that year 12 was probably my biggest year, and I don't think I got injured. Um, but then I was also only training for union, I wasn't training for league. Um, and then 2016 was when I started having shoulder niggles, like just not not complete like dislocation or anything, but it always mess around with it. And then it was at the end of 2017 at uni games, completely came out. Um, and that was the start of even more injuries, like with the shoulder. Um, and yeah, that's, they're my footy injuries anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, we won't get into the other stuff. We won't stuff. get into motorbikes and <laughs> yeah. that, no. Motorbikes are a different story. Yeah, well, uh, a big one with motorbike was like a uh, big crash with the back, and my back's never been the same. So mm. yeah, that's all. That's also contributed a lot. So you've been been through the wars a bit. Oh yeah. Do you reckon there's many kids out there that are going through or will go through the same thing? Definitely. Yeah, it's Definitely. just a part of being a kid. Hey, sometimes yeah. you just get the raw end of the stick. Exactly. 
what's your what's your mindset in hindsight now going through all that and then getting to a position where you can actually use your body again like i guess like the end of the world mindset like oh yeah this is the worst thing ever i'm injured like oh go get depressed you know be a you know throwing tantrums around the house whatever being a sook like like what if you were if you were to tell a young kid like you got injured what would you tell them um that's a good one be patient be patient like if you if you're rushing it it's like if you're trying to rush recovery it's not it's going to come out you're going to come out second best yeah like you can't rush recovery like you can obviously speed it up in in terms of like moving again afterwards but knowing your limits Mm. you can't rush it yeah I reckon that would be a good one because I know obviously I deal with a lot of younger footy boys like below me at school and that like you'd see them trying to rush a recovery and just wouldn't work on them end up having to get surgery on a rotator cuff or something like that yeah or thinking about surgery or whatever it is yeah yeah I definitely it's hard to think about when you're young as well yeah to be patient yes definitely you're like no I don't I don't do patient like but coming from that hindsight it's like if you just took your time you're gonna get back like yeah. you've got years ahead of you of playing sport just chill do the work get confident don't Definitely. if you're not confident don't go back out there that's probably my biggest advice as well if you're not confident in your body mm. don't push it yeah because I was always like I just I'd clear I remember clearing the tests with the physio and he's like, so yeah, sweet, you're clear to play. How are you feeling? In my head, I was like, my knee doesn't feel like good. Yeah. <laughs> my knee feels like shit. But I was like, oh, test clear. Yeah, no, I'm sweet. And I went out there and did it straight away. I was like, oh. And then, you know, I, I blamed the physio mm. for the test not being right and me playing injuring. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, playing the victim instead of me going, oh, I actually did listen. I didn't listen to myself and tell him, hey, I'm not confident in my knee again. Yeah. It's just like... Well, that's the biggest thing with recurring injuries. Mm. It's your belief. Like, that's one thing that I really remember from my uni course. Is like, the biggest factor in recurring injury is the lack of confidence. Yeah. Or lack of belief. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you build belief in yourself? I guess that kind of leads into, you know... Prove to yourself that you, that you are ready for it. Even if the physio says that you are and you're not, maybe go, okay, what's a better challenge for my knee that isn't, like, or your shoulder or your ankle that isn't the game or the sport, but you can still see that it's going to be ready for it. Might be different than what the next person had, but mm. what is it? Yeah. So what was your what was your training like, I guess, when you, when, what time, when did you start in the gym, like, as a young fella? Did, when, when was the first session you did, you reckon? I was 14. When I first got, went into Kilcoy Gym. So under 15s you were playing? No, it was under 14s. Under 14s? Yeah, I was grade 9. Yeah, so, so tail end of 14s, yeah. Yeah, but like the, what I did then was nothing, it wasn't really gym. Like it was, because all they had at Kilcoy was a big sports and rec shed yep. with a netball court and then down the side of the netball court was machines. So it was like chest press machine I'd run on the treadmill do some sit just your stock standard yeah I'm just like oh, I'll just 
do something. Yeah, men's magazine. Uh, yeah. Work out from <laughs> <Yeah>. the magazine. <laughs> Four by ten. I was scared of I was scared of the stunting your growth because I'm like I'm already tiny. Yeah. I don't want to be tiny. Yeah again. right. So I was just like I'll do this stuff. Okay. Yeah, and then it was I started getting a bit more serious maybe. At sixteen, but I still wasn't using a gym. I'd use a school gym every so often, and then just like. Or like still body weight like I was still fit and strong um, like I wouldn't call myself a weak teenager by any means but never was really in the gym until after school yeah did you love the gym as a young kid? yeah yeah, yeah as soon good. as I got into it properly I was like oh, this is sick yeah it's so so incredible to start working on yourself hey? you just get and that builds that self confidence you start seeing like little results here and there and you're like oh here we go like mm. my body you can you actually start realizing the ability to change your body and your mind well you i guess you're not really aware of the mindset early on unless you're in like an environment where we talk about yeah. it yeah, exactly but you like naturally you know as your body gets better as you get stronger or quicker you're like your mind's changing as well like okay mm. what else can i do and the belief starts ingraining and you're like oh this is cool and you yeah. get like that dopamine addiction where you're like I want to just keep getting better yeah how's your training evolved since since then back then my training yeah heaps like so I did I learnt most of my stuff in year 11 and 12 because I did that's when I did my set 3 and 4 it was a subject in fitness yeah it was actually a subject in school that I could get my certs and um, you know it's, it's the usual textbook reps and sets and like muscle groups and like you focusing on on that sort of stuff and yeah. I mean as a subject and teenagers all in one class it wasn't really like oh it was like I'll do my own study it was like what, what's your answer yeah right so it was like like I learnt bits and pieces and then I'd try to apply it and to a point like it worked I got big I got like stronger in that um, and then when I started working and going to uni it evolved again and more into compound lifts um, with a bit more rehab and power development and that and now like I look at myself a year ago before or roughly a year ago when I started working here and getting introduced to this sort of system and I was still doing the same sort of stuff that I was when I was working at Plus mm-hmm. um, but now it's completely flipped and it's like yeah loaded mobility strength through length and just range and movement more based on the movement rather than the the lift yeah um, how's your body feel since that evolution unreal yeah I was I felt before that I felt jacked up and tight and constantly having to stretch like but always. not stretching hey but not stretching just lying on the floor <laughs> <laughs> rolling <laughs> yeah. not actually getting put anything put my knee done. over that side put yeah. my knee over this side yeah. and, and like just like it was almost like like before every footy game, before every footy training, I'd do like the old bretzel and I'd just go <laughs> in my back. It'd just crack. I do the exact same one now. I can struggle to get one crack, mm. but I get so much more range. So just my muscles are like, we know this area now. Yeah. So used to it. And I feel, my back feels so much better for it and my shoulders. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. What's the, um, I guess, because there's a, there's a, there's a big mindset around there like the whole stretching thing with 
you know, you're like young kids, probably like the coaches tell them to stretch. Like, what what stretches were you doing back then? What are like the stock standard stretch? Like standing quad elbow, line, elbow behind the head, and pull yeah. it down, tricep stretch. Yeah, ankle ankle to the bum. Yeah, quad like, stretch. Quad stretch like. Yeah, touch touch your toes and bounce sort of thing. Like, yeah. Um, like, yeah, just fat ass and stretches. Mm. Not doing anything. Um, and it feels like you're doing something, but you're not actually like really. There's no goal to it, so you're just like, ah, oh, this will do. Yeah. Come back up. Yeah. What are some? Uh, what is? What are you like? Go to stretches now? You reckon for footy players, or even just athletes, young athletes who like wanted to stretch, or anyone out there. Like some really bang for your buck stretches. I love the standing pancake. Yeah. Because not only is it hips, like groin and and hammies and hips, but you also get lower back. Spinal flexion. In in the bend, yeah. Yeah. And I love whipping that out in front of people too, because they're like, you're like, oh yeah, just do this. You go down. They're like, I'll show them full depth. And they're just like, what the fuck? It's like the first time you saw Keegs do it. He's like, holy shit, is he going to break? Yeah. And they're just like, "Uh, what? And then it gives them a goal though. Um, It's also skill-based. Yeah. This is what I like about the gymnastics style stretching. It is actually like skill. Yeah. It takes some form of like awareness to do it. It's not just like you're holding a stretch. Mm. You actually got to, you know, improve your skill of stretching yeah kind of gives you that tangible result of oh, I'm getting a lot better at this yeah yes I like I like those sort of stretches where you can have the you can like measure your results like there's a lot of stretches that are, that are good so that's for like that the, that's for like the back of the legs the hammies what about the front of the body front of the body you can do like Prisoners even as a stretch, like just opening up through there are really good because you can obviously measure your depth in that. Um, but then like the, the classic spider complex is always a good one too. Yeah. Just getting the body moving. Um, you, like it can target everything. Hip flexors, hammies, upper back, shoulders. Yeah. Could be a little good little video series I'm thinking in my head now. Oh, like follow yeah. up this, you know, get these on video. So if you're watching, keep your eye on... Uh, Sir Coach Slade on Instagram. <laughs> Could be a little video content coming around some stretches, basic stretches to do at home or before footy, after footy. Yeah. Yeah, whatever sport you're playing. Yeah, definitely. So what's, uh, yeah, kind of update me on, you know, what you're doing, what's your vision for your career, your footy, like what's happening in 2020 for Slade? Well, 2020 I've decided to go back to uni and complete my master's in teaching, secondary. Um, bit of a spur of, the, spur of the moment thing. Like I, I plan to go back next semester. Jumped online and saw that it's still open for this semester. So it was like, you know what, I'll get it done. Go in there. So I think eventually now the goal for me is to get into the schools that are big on rugby or rugby league or like soccer even. And um, trying to set up a good good program amongst those athletes because like affecting a whole team is so so rewarding as a coach mm-hmm. like seeing the whole team progress not just one player of that team or two players of that team yeah um, and you seek to do it with school age kids like I never had that at my school we had a tiny little gym that the coach would tell us to go to but not actually run a session and then um, it was like two afternoons a week you could go in there 
and it was like it was a piss take. Yeah, it was a piss around. Yeah. So it kind of like, after doing this sort of stuff as well, it's like we need to be doing this in schools where yeah. the whole team can come in and get it done. Yeah. So like strength coach in a school, in yeah. the school system? Yeah. Got any uh, visions of where or what? I'd love to try and stay on the coast. Um, obviously in education that might not be feasible, but like... What are some of the schools around here that are... Well, I know most of the private schools still have rugby union, like Grammar and Siena and um, go up to St Andrews and that, and um, I think they still got rugby. Pretty sure they got it. Do they have S&C coaches? Harry's it. Harry, um, he's up at, uh, where is he? Saint, I think it's St Andrews. St Andrews, yeah. 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 Um, but then there's like this league as well in most of the schools, like Mountain Creek and... Yeah, Cloundra. Yeah, so... I wonder if, like, Grammar's got a an S&C coach for their footy. Like, I know they got... There's a lot of footy they, union boys up there. Mm. So, like, it, it's obviously... Like, Could be worth a trip really, for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do you want us to come? It's actually a great idea. We should go and approach them about future champions. And, yeah. You know, say, like, do you want a strength well, coach here? a lot of the boys in here. I know, like... The young ones, anyway, yeah. Yeah, Aussie, Byron, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's pursue that. <laughs> Ideas, boom, 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 boom. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I'd love to eventually work in the in the school system and, and try and provide that for for upcoming athletes. Yeah, it's something I didn't get. Like it, my school was epic. Like we went four years undefeated. From like personally, my grade team went from year eight, obviously through to year. I think we lost in year nine. In the final but we went pretty much undefeated for all five years our first team first 15 went four years undefeated uh, like we had an epic rugby program but we didn't have that back end mm. like strength stuff yeah so there was a big deficit between our first and our second oh okay I get ya because it's yeah. boys that were working outside of school and then it was the other boys that were just like ah we can play footy yeah turn up and play footy yeah yeah and what it could, it could just do it does wonders for even the kid who's kind of like, oh, I just play footy because my mates are doing. If he mm. gets involved in a strength program, yeah, and it starts change his life. Yeah, yeah change his life. It's mm. it might not make him a better footy player because maybe he's not skilled enough to be a good footy player, but it'll help him build confidence, self belief, you know, better body composition, skill. Like those skills, you take the skills, like the metaphorical thing, the confidence you take from the gym, translates to everything else. Oh yeah. So it's like giving young athletes that opportunity. Yeah, yes, they might not be fit out for that sport and they might just be there for a laugh or, you know, a bit of activity. But if we can help them build, like, you know, a callous mind, an aware mindset, you know, stronger body, more capable, like, mm. safer joints. Confidence is confidence wherever you are. Yeah. Fully. Confidence in the gym is confidence outside the gym. How many kids lack confidence? Yeah. Yeah, and leadership, like you can take that into a job, you can take that into oh, yeah. you know, whatever you want to do, start your own business, go to uni. Like being, how is it at uni? You, you would have been pretty confident at uni. Yeah. Talking and stuff. Yeah, I was, I was um, first year was probably, I was like hiding in the shadows a little bit. I still had my long hair, like walking around. My oh, you had like, long hair. Right, I had hair down to my nipples, man. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I had a man bun like in high school I had a, I had a top knot I was um, 
Yeah, no, I was still hiding in the shadows that first year. It wasn't until I actually went in. I did. I dis- dislocated my shoulder the first time with long hair. My decision to cut it off was I can't fucking tie it up and it's getting hot. Yeah. So I cut it. And then I was like, once I cut it, I was like, now I'm going to look for a PT job. And then that's when that role started happening. I like this because this, this is a very interesting topic that's come up a lot in the last few years, like just on conversation. And I know Mitch Lingard does this. Shout out to Mitch Lingard down at Resilience. He um, works with troubled youth. And if they come into his gym and they've got like the big, you know, the big fringe or the long hair, first, yeah. the first thing he gets them to do is shave their head. Very first thing to do, like, you want to be a part of this gym? Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> you got to shave your head. Like, the metaf- metaphysical side of it, it's like you'll literally be hi- hiding behind the curtains. Mm. You've got a fringe to hide behind. You've got hair. Like, you've got this mask, this cover. And it becomes your identity of, like, I've yeah. got long hair. And, yes, like, if you're not, if you're a confident person with long hair, then, yeah, don't shave your head. But if it's something you're hiding behind, if it's holding you back, how would you feel when you cut your hair? It was like... So much. Well, first of all, I felt lighter. <laughs> I was like, Whoa! You got dumbbells tied to your hair. I got I got breeze through my hair now. Because <laughs> um, even before that, I used to have I was a primary school kid with a with a flick mop thing. Yeah, I swear I've got a kink in my neck from having. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got consistent like tight side like long long blonde hair, surfer hair, just yeah. flick it every second. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Once you get rid of the hair, it like kind of. Oh, it started the snowball effect. Like it was just like started coaching, started getting that confidence in the gym. Took that to uni. Um, took that even like into Todd's mentorship, where I learnt even more outside of uni. So then I even went back into uni with more confidence because I was like, I'm doing this shit. You guys aren't. Mm. Like you could tell the people who were working in the industry outside of that, and the people who weren't. Who were just turning up because they're in a course. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was, I was big like that at uni. How's, how's your, I guess, how do much do you value learning? Because this is a big topic and you're one person that I've seen amongst many. The difference between like learning and then turning it into application. Like, choose a passion, find something you even just like. If you're young, if you like something, go and find someone that's doing well at it and learn from them. But then, like, what's the next step? Like, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people, they try and learn the whole thing in one go and then do it at once. And it's like, by the time you finish learning the last bit, you've forgotten the first bit. Mm. You got to make that first bit almost a habit, and then keep building through. Like, you're not going to know everything. There's like, it's just there's too much info in in the world in this industry where you, you can't know everything. So pick the things that you do want to know and apply those and apply them like massively so that they're just in they're just automatic for you. Is application hard? It's a bit like you feel like a rookie and you feel like you make mistakes. Like, oh, oh definitely. <laughs> you make mistakes, but that's how you like that's how you learn. Mm. What's your education journey been like? So you started obviously you got your PT certs and you went you started coaching at Plus? Yeah. Yeah, and then you went to uni? No, or you already... so I went to uni straight out of high school. Okay. No gap year or anything, just straight in. And then, um, and then started coaching, when was it? 
So I was, yeah, when I first started uni, I was working like chemist warehouse, just stocking shelves and shit for 14 months. I didn't start coaching until almost the end of second year. Okay. Yeah, so it was like September second year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when, like, a lot of things changed for me. Yeah, we we with Toddy at uni in that second year, or was it the third year? Yeah, it was in that, no, it was in that second semester, second year. So I met him just before I started, like, not long before I started coaching. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is the man I want to learn off. Yeah. I walking into the building with <laughs> walking in the building on fire. I going. still have my long hair when when I met him, and I had this. I remember the first session. because <laughs> oh, there's obviously like twenty something people in there, and him and Courtney are in the front, like taking the class. Had long hair and an RVCA shirt on the on the car, and on the front, and instead of obviously first session, he didn't know my name, so he points at me and goes, "RVCA, come over here." <laughs> <laughs> Ruka, right. <laughs> Ruka, yeah, he's all over it. So you followed into Todd's program. Yeah, learn heaps. Oh, so much. Yeah, and that that first program that he took was nothing like it was when we were taking that last one, and what he's designing now. Like we were, it was so much more casual. That like the info wasn't all like the standard of the info wasn't the same. But I still learnt so much from it. Mm. Well, it evolved, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like a, it was a step outside of uni as well. Yeah. He was taking it to the next level. Like, obviously, he was learning from Woody and then mm. yeah, different coaches and going over to the States, like, starting to see what he didn't learn at university and then what, like, the, the lacking areas or the deficiencies in the education. And what he couldn't teach at university as well. True, he true. He went in there thinking he could change it and goes, oh, maybe I can't. But yeah. it's, it's obviously such a structured system that you can't go outside the lines. So he's like, all right, I'll go outside the uni to go outside the lines. Mm. Yeah. Which has like, helped me, and I know it's helped a lot of other students that have been under him for the last couple of, couple of years. So it's been epic, yeah. It just builds confidence in the fact that, yes, like the tertiary education is is quality like it gives you the certificate it will teach you the basics of you know human body or whatever in most degrees but like from my experience you want to if you want to really make a stamp on your own career or your own kind of like results that you get like look to the people in the real world who are getting you know, excellent yeah. results so well, if, like, you, if you like if you're getting more results than anyone else that's done the same thing they're obviously done something different so you've learned something more than what they everyone else did in the course. Yeah, it's like success leaves clues. Like you wanna you wanna if you want something, find someone who's doing it well. Yeah. And go on and start asking them questions. Yeah. What's your view on like kinda getting some skin in the game or, you know, putting your blood blood in the game and, and working? Are you gonna make you know, bank straight away? I'm not even making bank now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for two and a bit years and I'm still like I've always had two or three jobs running. Like I'm still coaching um, Billy's Buddies, which is kindergartens, just for that extra extra cash to help me out. I was doing like 12 rounds for a bit while I was also doing my own thing. I was doing NRL still. So like you, you, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to devote yourself entirely to it 
when it's so hard to have a consistent income with it. Um, but you've got to do it somehow. Like you've got to have something. So it's always good to have that fallback for me in those other jobs. Um, but they're not my end goal. They're just to help me out along the way. Mm. And if you love it, like oh yeah, you stick with it. Yeah. I remember the first like I've been doing PT now for nine years, and the first five years I don't reckon I made over four hundred bucks a week. Mm. So I was running, I was landscaping, I was bricklaying, you know, digging mud, doing, you know, driving the truck for Harvey Norman, delivering fridges. Like I just found a way to make extra money. You know, working in a bar, I worked in a bar for a long time on the weekends. I feel like. You know, it was it was it was starting to creep in in our age. Like people want to, you know, they were starting. You know, people were saying, "Oh, these young guys are privileged," but even more so now, like young kids, like I want the best of the best straight away. Yeah, so you're gonna have to grind. You you're gonna have to for that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to put hours in. Like, yeah, even have you know, go and do free work, like volunteer. If you actually love something, the money won't be. I remember and, a point in my last year of uni, I was doing. Uh, four four subjects and a placement. There was some days, there was like three days a week where I was doing 16 to 19 hour days and I'd probably get paid 50 bucks of that. So it was like one session in that day that was actually a paid session and the rest of it was free, like with placements or like orientations or whatever it was. I just remember that. And that, like at the end of that semester, I crashed. I got super sick and sleep deprived like I full on crash but I learned so much from that from that point and um yeah but like it I felt like it had to be done and I'm I'm grateful for it. Like I hated it at the time. I'm like this is shit. Mm. But I'm grateful for it. Yeah it's it's such a game changer when you when you actually find something you love. You're like, okay, I'm willing to to really wake up and go at this because it just it just lights me up yeah it's like find that thing yes you might have to work the second job at the servo or you might have to be at a restaurant doing the dishes and but just suck it up mm. do what you need to do you know to get you to where you want to be like that's going to be not not always an easy path and if it is an easy path then you're probably probably not doing the right thing yeah, exactly you, know, you gotta like push for something more and challenge yourself what what other you know, you mentioned gratitude then for a challenge. What have you learned in your years that you've been on? How old are you? 21. 21, yeah. In your 21 years you've been on Earth. That's funny. I, I actually do know how old you are. But <laughs> on podcasts, I feel like I should ask a question so you tell the audience. <laughs> I'm 21, guys. Hello. <laughs> for some reason, I'm like, oh, yeah, no. And I'll ask him the question. And then he'll tell the audience instead of me just being like, well, you're 21, aren't you? So 21 years on earth, what are some big challenges you've faced or, you know, things that have come up that were like curveballs or things that you just would never have asked for that challenge you or, you know, were pretty hard, but then now you can be like, no, I'm grateful for what that taught me. Mm. I think a lot of my challenges have been since my early adulthood, like, since I was 18. Um, that's where most of my challenges have come from. Like, the first one I remember was my first heartbreak. Like, 
Oh yeah, we, we, all, we all remember that. Yeah. Um, Still but, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday? No, yeah. no, no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, so that was definitely a, a, an eye-opener for me. Like, I was still cruising through, like, happy-go-lucky. Like, just like, yeah, life is fucking sweet. And then that hit, and I was like, before. Oh. And it took me some time to get over that. And that was while I was working as well. Like, just started my PT sort of stuff. And um, that was a big challenge for me growing up through that. And... Sort of coming out of being a teenager and turning into an adult, like it's such transition a big, from it's adolescent such a big phase of a life. Like going, even though you're like eighteen, yeah, I'm an adult. I can vote. I can drink. I can do whatever. Party. It's all this responsibility. A, you're still a teenager. Like it's still eighteen, nineteen. Mm. And so the big step is through those years where you're trying to figure out if you're still a teenager or if you're an adult. And when that'll happen, yeah, it was just like so much at once um, and then obviously getting into the workforce and and uni and everything um, like finances have always been a challenge and they always will be I, I guess like eventually I'm working with financial freedom but you've always got that in the back of your mind um, yeah and injuries have always been a challenge because I take a lot of pride in my uh, in my training from mindset and that's always when that one comes up and you're like, again, you can't train or you can't do that that certain session and it's just, it's always a, it challenges your mind. Um, when does your mindset matter? When you need it. <laughs> when, when, you, when you don't want to use it, but you need it, that's when it matters. Yeah, that's a big point. I think like, because especially we talk about mindset a lot in here and we develop, you know, help, help our athletes and our members, our tribe members, develop their mindsets but at the end of the day you can wake up on a good day and write what you're grateful for and you know write your affirmations and write what you love about yourself and appreciate things and yeah oh la-di-da sweet this is easy yeah cool it's like the day that you wake up and you feel like shit or you run down or you're tired you don't want to write it and in your head you're literally like no i'm not doing my mindset today that's when you need to do it like that's when you need to go radio life's challenging me I need to step up and, and first of all, give myself a boost. Yeah. So what am I grateful for? You know, who do, who, what am I aiming at? I am you know, amazing. I am energetic. I am growing, learning. And then what are the things you can appreciate about yourself? Like, it's, just, it's such a big topic because I come across this all the time, obviously being a coach and people challenged. You know, they're all sweet. Oh, yeah, la di da Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and then something challenges them and then you challenge them, okay? When does your mindset matter? Now. Yeah. And they're kind of like, look at you like, oh, and you're like, this is it. Yeah. This is, this is the game of life. Like, I step that, up. I had that the other night, actually. Uh, one of the boys that had agreed to, to come train with me more like from the rugby team and do the, the extra sessions and then um, the next day found out he lost his job and so he couldn't do it. So he's... Like, he came in, he's like, bro, I'm bummed, like, this sucks. And I was like, God, go to the wall, write him up. He came back, he goes, did the best I could. I was like, what have you got? He goes, I've got, I've got two for gratitude, two for I am. I was like, where's your third ones and where's your self-love? He's like, I couldn't do it. Get back over there. And, like, I was like, just, I don't care how long it takes you, just find something that you're actually grateful for or that you love about yourself. And then he come back out of it and he's had a smile on his face. Mm. Oh. Yeah, there's a magic. 
yeah, it's just it's stepping out of that, you know, slave mindset, a victim mindset, and you know, tapping into the warrior. That yeah, shit's gonna like challenge you, but step up to it and go right. I'm gonna take control of first of all my mind. If I can control myself, the outside, you know, there's gonna be stuff that happens you cannot control. Yeah. So what can you control? You. Yeah. The thoughts in my mind. Have you found a massive difference with that kind of like real simple structure? Like, have you yourself found that, you know, that structure of mindset helps you on days when you're down? Definitely. Yeah, there's there's definitely days where I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to, like, if I'm busy or whatever, I haven't got time to write it down. And you get to the end of the day and you're like, I feel like shit. Yeah. But you're like... It takes two seconds. Yeah. And and if it takes five minutes, take five minutes. It takes ten. Five minutes out of a day, like... You can't be that busy that doesn't take... Like, who, who scrolls on Instagram for five minutes? People go, oh, it's not very long at all. I watch a five-minute video mm. after the other five-minute video. Yeah. It's like, well, you could take that five minutes to, like... Boost your energy. yourself. <clears throat> yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's... The things like that, like, if you don't want to do it, sometimes that's when you got to do it. Like, when I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day with a trimmer, beard trimmer, I was like, I don't want to shave my beard. Ah, I'm gonna shave it. <laughs> it's like the law of attachment. Yeah, it's like how attached you to things. Yeah, it's it's hard though because the ego is like you got it. That's where you got to like kind of have that conversation with your ego. It's like, am I saying I want to keep my beard because my ego is like, yeah, I like my beard or right? whatever. It's like just if you're that attached to something, mm. learn to let it go. Yeah. Because the world could strip it away in any second, and the more the attached you are, yeah, pain's gonna be there. Oh yeah, it's pretty hard practice to to have that, you know, mindset of just what is will be, yeah. and what happens, oh, what happens is meant to happen. And it's taken me like, when do I start doing this stuff with Todd? Like, yeah, so over two years, I'd be on and off, on and off. With, that time like it's not going to be sweet sailing for two years like, it's not like you do it once years. you do it once you're like oh sweet i got a savage mindset <laughs> <laughs> that was a sick little <laughs> affirmation yeah i'm keeping there yeah, oh that's... mate that is done and dusty <laughs> i'm good till i'm 50 now yeah? yeah no it's yeah you you've sometimes you're fighting yourself yeah like there was there's been days i'm just like oh i'll coach in the morning then i'll go back home and sleep for four hours and then i'll go coach in the afternoon it's like but then i I feel like shit because I've slept for four hours and then got nothing done and yeah it's just like they're the days that yeah something might come up and I'm feeling like absolute trash and I just don't want to do anything but then you go you pull yourself out of that like that might last a couple of days or a week pull yourself out of it again might last less pull yourself out of it and then you like it continuously it'll keep coming back if you don't don't deal, don't with it. deal with it. Do deal with it, yeah. And you got to learn to listen to yourself, right? Yeah. Like, there's an easy way to go. Oh, I'm and I, used, I was the worst for it. Actually, probably wasn't the worst. Probably someone else doing it, doing it <laughs> better or worser. But better you know, being worse. Yeah. <laughs> but like when you when there's something up, oh, I'm just gonna go and have a nap and just sleep yeah. it off. Yeah. You know, and just not actually deal with it, and then like it just boils. Yeah. And then you know you, you comes f- back up. I'll sleep it off. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people doing that, just escaping their problems with sleep. Yeah. 
have you learned to listen to yourself a bit more like intuition emotions doing all this work like yeah. the inner work definitely definitely um, not getting frustrated with myself anymore like I'd like to think that I was always a pretty like calm placid person but not really ever getting frustrated with other people always getting frustrated with myself like it was I was my, my biggest critic I guess it's like it, but now I'm like, like starting to understand um, myself more and my body more starting to understand what's going on around me um, and why my body might be reacting the way it is or whatever it is yeah so it's less frustrating it's more accepting do you when did you make when did you kind of come to realisation of that like to stop judging yourself or to accept yourself more I don't think at a certain point I think it just grew and sort of evolved into me like I, it was never really that I judged myself it was like I couldn't give a shit really like it was more um, uh, yeah just sort of being almost been less harsh on my on the outcomes rather than like say the on the failures whatever it is yeah yeah yeah. Failure's yeah, so value, important. Yeah, understanding that there's a lesson. Yeah. And being grateful for them. Rather than going, I fucking suck at that. Yeah. Oh, you botched it up again, yeah. you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you never learn when you look at it like that. No. If you just keep botching up and then beating yourself up, there's no progress. Exactly. It's like after games, you know, I'll constantly talk to our athletes and they're like, oh, I had a, such a shit game or I played like shit or I just wasn't happy, nothing really happened well. Like, stop focusing on, instead of focusing on what didn't happen, focus on what did happen. What did you do great? What did you actually do great? Was your running good? Was your, was your tackling good? Was yeah. your communication good? Were, were you calm in your breath? Like, focus on what's good, and then that'll expand. Yes, you can, you can also have the question of, like, what was great? What did I do great in that match? Or what did I do great in that scenario? And then also you can have... You know, what did I learn or how do I want to grow for next time? So you can look at it like with a growth mindset of, okay, yes, I've, I stuffed up that tackle or that pass or that run or I didn't handle my composure in that stressful situation. But instead of see, seeing it as a negative, you see it as, okay, how do I want to grow next time? Well, next time I want to be more composed with that pass yeah. or I want to you know, nail that tackle, be more sharp with that tackle. And then you're actually starting to instill in your brain that, okay, I'm going to improve next time instead of, oh, I fucked up this time. Yeah. So oh, I remember a game last year. It was my first game back after a little shoulder setback. Um, obviously, had the jitters. I'm like, oh, dropped three. Like, I came on after the second half. And so within one half, I dropped three simple balls. Like one was a kickoff. One was coming, out, coming out of the rock. The eight of the rock, I just clean dropped it. Another one was off a line out that I wasn't expecting. Just, oh, dropped it. But I, everyone else is like, oh, how about all those balls you dropped? Like, what's going on there? I was like, oh, still had a good game. I smashed some people. I made them drop the ball, stole the ball out of their hands. Like, I was still vibing off the game. I was loving it. And that's a growth mindset. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't remember those drop balls. I, I made up for it. Yeah. I stole it back off them. Yeah. Yeah, and even, even if you weren't to have made up for it, 
if yeah. you go, yeah, no, nah, I fucked up, but I'm going to oh, yeah. work on that this week. Like that's instead of being like Definitely. kicking the bucket all day and oh, going home and having a tantrum with your parents or there's just or or like crying because you'd ha- like you know, I remember just having bad games and just being depressed, you know, being mm-hmm. in this down mood for and my parents would just be like, it's okay, but like, no, it's not. I had a shit game. You know, carry it's the end on. Of the world. Yeah, it's the end of the world. Like sports meant to be enjoyable if you're going to make mistakes if you use those mistakes to make yourself a better athlete like the best of, you know you, we all watch professional sport the pros make mistakes in every single game with the world watching with the world watching like just have some perspective and be like yes you're going to make mistakes yeah. learn from them practice skills if you need to but you know just get better from it sick what's your uh key question if you could you know rewind time a bit pull in you know Slado have a conversation if young Slade walked past you and you're like mate want to have a conversation with you what what advice would you give him 16 year old self 16 year old Slade 16 year old um just trying to remember what I was doing at 16 what did you struggle with in your teens? I think for me, a lot of it was like my my body image. Like I was always, I didn't, I didn't, pretty much didn't hit puberty until I was nearly seventeen. Like I was tiny. I had a little squeaky voice. Yeah, I had no armpit hair. Or anything. Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> I was like. I was the same. My my school formal was at the start of year twelve, um, in April. And I was still like, my formal partner had to take her heels off for the photos. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so good. And and then by the end of that year, I'm like way up, taller, and I'm like starting to catch up to the boys again. So I think it would just be, don't worry about your image. Like just have fun, enjoy yourself. Like don't obviously don't up to too much shit that you just ruin yourself but like enjoy the moment that you're in and enjoy the freedom that you have at the moment and like don't worry about the little stuff don't worry about those little things it'll come yeah it's good advice just to be present be patient you're in the game of life yeah <laughs> we got a long time on this 16 years <laughs> yeah what are some tips to you know that they could add in to start feeling better just some basic stuff daily stuff whatever if you you know you, you think about back to your routines then like what, what could you add in to start feeling better probably eat better eat better yeah yeah definitely Big for a 16-year-old boy. Just bloody garbage guts. I was smashing down, like, two sandwiches at lunch, so the amount of bread and shit and up and goes, like, sugar and... Oh, milk, <sighs> milk. milk. Just, like, it's just skull milk, eh? Like, yeah, I'm just getting, like, protein, boys. Like, yeah. Um, it's like this mindset of a young 16-year-old. You just got to skull all the milk eat, in the gotta, fridge. Yeah, eat and drink and eat and, yeah, like... I used to have this competition with myself. <laughs> Here we go. How many gulps of milk could I have? <laughs> what, before you threw up? No, just like, 
comfortably. So I because we'd have like the big three liters, and I I remember it was always about ten until I'd like need a breath. So I'd be like, um 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 just like downing the milk, and I'd be like, you can do one more in my head. And I'd go like eleven. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I did did eleven gulps of milk. I my PB. Mum's going, where's all the milk? I'm like. I didn't drink it. It's down my chest. Yeah. It's like, don't stop drinking all the milk. It's bad for you. It's no good. Yeah. So I can definitely, a big thing was what I was eating. Yeah. Like at 16, we would, like, it's obviously hard because you're still like learners and you're still driving around with mum and dad and that. Like we were living in Kilcoy, going to school in Caboolture. The girls were dancing in, in Caloundra and I was playing footy in Woodford. Like it was... We were never at home, so it was always like if we're in Calandra, we'll go grab Hungry Jacks or Maccas, and yeah, like it was, it was never, it was barely ever a cooked meal, mm. and um, yeah, that, that's probably, I think, what really would have would have like it's it's more than just your body image on that too. Like nutrition changes your, your mind. mind, yeah, your emotions, Change, yeah, your emotions, your, yeah. your gut health, obviously, that affects it all. So, I think that would have been, like, if, if I had more of a steady, quality diet, definitely would have been better. Because, like, even until I was working here, mm. I was, like, in the mindset of, if I train enough, it doesn't matter what I eat. Yeah. <laughs> Very like, common misconception in yeah. the industry. Yeah. With people who exercise. It's like, exercise cancels out all the rubbish that you eat. Like, I was... And I was, then I'm wondering why I was, I'm eating heaps, but I'm not putting on weight. It's because I'm eating shit food. Because like, I always wanted to get up to like 80 kilos, and I'm now at 78. So I'm still getting there. But most of that has been in the last six months. Mm. In the off-season, like, I was still eating shit and trying to put on, put on weight, but I just wasn't doing it. And then I was like, yeah, it just wasn't working for me. And I felt like shit. Energy, yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah, like I said, I was sleeping for four hours in the Crashing day. in the middle of the day, dreaded two o'clock nap. Yeah. And then you wake up from your nap and you're like, shit, I've got to coach in half an hour. I better get to the gym. Yeah. Walking in the gym all moped and drowsy. And you're supposed to be this energy for them because they've just had a long day at work. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Full on. Very good. Nutrition. Yeah. Switch on. Definitely. If they are... If anyone's listening, have you got anyone that you look to for like nutrition advice or anyone who, you know, to follow has got a good message? Um, oh. Or who have you learned a lot of stuff off? Well, I've learned a lot from like you guys and, and, and real movement and that. Um, and like I'm still learning now. Like I'll still have a few little lapses where I'll go back and have a have a burger or something and it's just like yeah you so, can feel it though hey oh, like yeah. when you have it like oh. once you eat clean and you eat that stuff you're like oh yeah i don't know if that was a good idea <laughs> no, you're like, actually you do know you're like that was a bad idea yeah. <laughs> milk was a bad choice <laughs> <laughs> you're farting and you're like oh did i just go like 70 30 then or yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> oh 90 10 oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so Jump on, I reckon follow Real Movement, follow Keegan and anyone in that Real Movement community and see what they're doing. Yeah. Because that's been huge for me. 
for athletes especially, but also oh, yeah. Gen Pop. Like, yeah, oh, anyone. Like, just getting into a, a better connection with your mind and body. Yeah. A better connection with people doing it. So it's like you can always message them. And you can always, yeah, get involved with them as well. Sick. Thanks for sitting down and having a chat. Thanks for having me. It was good. Found out some stuff I didn't know about you. That's always cool. <laughs> you know, tip fib, snaps. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, but, still um, got a big dip there if you want to feel it. Right? <laughs> Bring yourself over. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's always always good to sit down and record a chat, like because you know you get to speak openly about you know, your journey and, yeah. and help others. So yeah, guys, if you have any feedback or you really enjoyed that chat, reach out to Sir Coach Slade on Instagram or uh, message on Facebook and shoot him a message, tell him what you liked about the podcast and yeah, if you. If you're keen and you got someone that is in your mind while you're listening to this that might want to listen to it, flick it through to them and let them uh, let them chase it up and, and tune in. So it's good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Big year coming. Big year. Let's go. Let's yes, go. <laughs> Oops. Very good. See you all next time.